Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, no sonic space. Oh, hey. Hello. What's going on? Not a lot. I was just getting my stuff set up, and then, yeah. surprise, here it is. So, I do. Yeah. <coughs> uh. Question for you. Okay. You, on your Zoom window, in the upper left-hand corner, where it, does, where it says recording, Yes. Is there something that says original sound next to it? No. No. Ooh, okay. That's fine. I don't. Oh, wait. What's this? No, I have a little thing that says meeting information, and then that I'm using enhanced encryption. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, let's try. Go down to the microphone, the lower left. Click on that up, the chevron, the carrot. Chevron yeah. thing. Go to audio settings. Okay. Uh, so I have select a microphone and select a speaker. Down at the very bottom. Oh, audio settings. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. Oh, look, audio see. settings. Yes. And then um, go down and click advanced. Do you have an advanced button at the lower right-hand corner? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I was looking at the top. Left. Okay. <laughs> and all these um, things that I'd never n- noticed before. I know. Statistic. Fun. Keyboard shortcuts. For what? So the one that I like to use is when you mute yourself, uh, as long as you stay in the Zoom meeting window, if you push and hold the space bar, it'll unmute you and then you can let go and it'll... Oh, I see that now. I didn't know. I always just... My microphone has a button for that. Oh. I I just do that. The problem with me is that I... uh, Since I type and I'm looking at a bunch of other stuff, like I can't do that. (laughs) Oh yes, that's fair. That's fair. I tried to I tried to do that last recording and I was like I was saying these things and I was like, they just keep talking over me. What in the world? Oh, I have to oops in just a minute. Now you know how Aaron feels all the time. <laughs> all the time. Okay. I did uh, I did there was a few times where I was talking last week at pause and like nobody said anything. I was like Cool. Okay. Yeah. I was all right, uh, anyway. Advanced. So, yeah. So try and look and see. D- d- does the uh, show in meeting option to enable original sound from microphone is that is that, can you check that? Uh, is that checkable? It is I now know. checked. Okay. So, and then, um, and then everything on the else audio is on, pro- it's all auto. Okay. The press, I, noise, I echo have, cancellation. I, and again, I don't know if this is going to make a lick of difference because this is not recording local on your machine. Yeah. I have, I have echo cance- cancellation on auto. Yeah, so do and, I. And, and then I have suppress intermittent background noise and suppress persistent background noise on disabled. Oh, mine's um, just on auto also. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, so, so if you jump back, if you X out of that, you jump back into the zoom window, upper left, turn on, click turn on original sound. And then you can select where you want that sound to be coming from. Oh, now it says turn off original sound. Yeah, that's fine. And then click on the little drop-down arrow to the right yeah. there. And then click your microphone. Oh. So I need Appar- to click my microphone? Yes. 
microphone, apparently, Yeti stereo microphone, that one? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, apparently that's supposed to increase sound quality. I don't know. I really can't tell the difference, but well, <laughs> I think there's so much compression with Zoom anyway. I was going to say, uh, it probably doesn't ooh. matter. Oh, no, you changed. I did? Ooh. Yeah. Oh. That's that's trippy. <clears throat> I um, sound the same to myself, so huh. I'll take your word hey, for it. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Welcome. Hey, question. Oh. I have yes. some instructions. For, I have some instructions for you. Uh, you know, we need phone. to edit this part out because this is boring as heck. <laughs> yeah. Are you on your phone? Yes. Okay. Never mind then. Forget all of this. Okay. Ah, I mean, oh no. Because I don't think Holy. you can do that on your phone. Colin's making me change my microphone settings to see uh, if can, my sound quality. He doesn't like my sound quality, apparently. No, no, no. I just I, <laughs> I it's something that I've always I always had checked on mine. I've had it, but I was like, well, I don't know if the like if you guys would have that um or or not. And and then if it, if I could s- detect a difference. So anyway, cool. Tech support over. We'll see. What's what's going and on? If, Oh, you know, many things. I don't know. What about you? Uh, let me tell you about this really cool technology that I found uh, that I uh, appreciate very much to help with my uh, uh, ADHD, whatever stuff. Uh, while I work, I have started to play with Play-Doh. And have you? It is yeah. amazing. It is wonderful. Uh, just break out some Play-Doh because I have two children. So uh, I have a lot of Play-Doh. Also have lots of Play-Doh around. <laughs> yeah, lots of play And uh, yeah, I'm like, as I'm working, I'm just playing with it, just, you know, mushing it in the ball, rolling it into little shapes. Uh, and man, let me tell you what, this is amazing. It's wonderful. Well, there you go. That is a thing, right? The, the like the fidgeting thing if you can occupy that tendency your brain can like focus on other stuff that is there are things about that yeah and the problem is finding something that's like not just obnoxiously loud <laughs> right that's yeah. the, well, so because typically it's a pen or like a pencil sharpener yes. i'll sit there and kind of obsessively sharpen a pencil over and over and over uh or uh so when i was like you know what I, I attended this meeting a while, like a long time ago, where the lady handed out book, uh, containers of Play-Doh and uh, uh, colorful uh, pipe cleaners, and she just put them on the desk, and like, I just had a sudden flash to that, and I was like, oh my gosh, this will help me so much. <laughs> the, the problem I have with that was the last uh, one of the meetings, like our meeting days at school that we had, right, there was Play-Doh involved for some reason, I can't really remember why or what we did with it. Um, because I spent the whole time making platonic solids out of the Play-Doh. So I made like tetrahedrons and I like, right. I like made all these <laughs> different like sided figures, like six sided polygons, 10 sided polygons, like four. Yeah. I spent a lot of time doing that. And, uh, I didn't, I think I zoned out there for a little bit. I was so focused on my like 12 sided polygon, uh, that I was like, <laughs> wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, cause I, I actually have, and that's if you hear the rustling in the background, I, I actually have a fidget you. cube, um, that I purchased on Amazon. And I I would sit there at work 
and just like I don't know if you can hear that, but I, I can't hear. That's the problem. They click. They're so yeah. clicky. And so there, right? there are there are some ones that um, are less clicky, but I bought it not thinking about it, and then I would take it to work in the office and just be like, "Oh, click, click, click away." Like that's um, you know. Um, a lot louder than I thought it was, especially in a relatively quiet office. Yeah, you know, but it's got. I'll send a picture here in a second. But it's got a doodad over here. It's got a little rolly thing. It's got a little joystick. Yeah, I've seen those thing. before. And I, I've seen. I saw like other ones that are more round and smooth. Like I've seen the uh, what are they called? Like the smooth, the rub stones, the smooth stones. And it's kind of got that feel. Oh to yeah, it in some places that you just sit there and just rub. And yeah. I, I would sit there. And I've rub. also heard them called worry stones. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. I, ha- I had these. I was gonna say, I think I had one. I never like used it. I just like had it. It's one of those things that somebody gave me and I'm just yeah. like, okay, cool. And then I just had it. <laughs> I've also seen that. Have you seen the little plastic things that go on the top of your pencil? And they're like, one of them's like a, a nut in a bolt and you just kind of like roll it up and down it's like a like a thing there and there's like all kinds of like different little thingies i've seen those before too yeah <laughs> they're supposed to put on for kids they're very brightly colored and you stick them on top there and they can just mess around with them that's well, all good somewhere. to know it's good to know that i'm not alone in my fidgeting and that no i do it <laughs> i usually do it with some sort of like pen or yeah. whatever is nearby this is why uh, at work i have a yardstick meter stick okay sorry it's a meter stick Jeez, uh, man i have that and i'll just like carry it around sometimes and the kids are like what are you doing i'm like what are you doing <laughs> stop it like i, I just like <laughs> i carry it around and I'll, like play with it while i'm doing lectures or while they're working and i'm walking around checking on all the work and stuff you know I just sort of have it around for a similar purpose. Plus, it's easier to turn the projector on and off with that thing because it's mounted on the ceiling. So yeah. you can just go click. But <laughs> I mean, I can reach it, but sometimes there's a desk underneath it and I, I don't want to you know, like, fall yeah, on any children. So like, I just sure, you don't, you don't want to have to write that in a report. Yeah. Fell on student. Yeah. No, and child. Yeah. So yes, you are not alone. This is a big problem. Not problem. It's just a thing that people do. Problem was the yeah. wrong word. I apologize. Because yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. It. I usually do it with like a pin, though, or because yeah. I just sort of roll it around in my fingers. Yeah, I don't I, like. I still have. I still have issues with um, paper straws or straw wrappers, like at like restaurants. Oh, I do that. All, at this um, point, that's just the habit that I have. And it drives Megan insane that I do that. No, that I do it. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say I definitely do I'll it. I'll just be sitting there talking, and it's twisting, kind of like braiding it, rolling it over, making it smaller, That's what smaller, I do. smaller. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just keep twisting, twisting, and she'll be like, "Just put it down." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know what you're." Oh, oh, this is in my hands. Oh no, how did this get here? No, at this point, it's just a thing that I do. I'm expect Susan basically expects me to do it. It's the the um. I just have the, to. What is it? The uh, the napkin and silverware rollers oh yeah i do i play with that too uh, yeah whenever i worked at eskimo joe's i had a pro- i would have like four or five of those like in my little <laughs> pouch so just if i was like bored if i got like nervous or fidgety i would sit there and like roll it up and 
and you know that they're in play with it and by the end of my shift i'd look in my little weight bag and like how did i get 12 of these <laughs> yeah i do that and at, at school that's the thing i do too because i'll like have something like a pen or something in my hand and i'll just be like flipping around not even really paying attention to it until it goes like clattering into something i'm like uh <laughs> Yeah. What was that? I don't know. I it wasn't me. <laughs> or like if it, it just could be literally anything like a piece of metal or like a rock. Like it doesn't really matter what it is, but I will drop it eventually. And so I draw unwanted attention towards myself <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> because I'll be doing it so absentmindedly that whatever it is, will just go clattering to the floor. There's <laughs> 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 a, there's another reason I got one of those uh, um, silicon wedding rings because I would do it with my wedding ring yeah. sometimes, and yeah. Susan threatened to kill me. So like I did. <laughs> hey, on that, I, I stopped. How, how how is uh, how is yours uh, holding up? Well, if we're gonna be completely honest, since I haven't really left the house in like months and months, uh, I haven't even been wearing it. It's just sitting right here on this table, right in front of me. So it's holding uh, up well. It's holding up <laughs> fine because there is no use. So we'll see if that continues. See, very <laughs> few people are willing to go that route. Of If I just don't use it, it will never wear out. It's right. I, I'm not holding my expectations very high because the other ones broke just so fast. Immediately. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really not. I'm going to either have to look for a different like style of one. Because I think part of the problem is this one's like single plied silicone rubber, you know, some of the other ones have like multiple bandings. I might have to get one of like an upgraded one or seek out a different company (sighs) because I don't know. I mean, having two break already. I mean, the fact that they just send you a new one, no questions asked is nice, but it's also really annoying to have to do that because you just got to, it's just the whole thing. I mean, it's really easy. You just take a picture, email them. Yo, it's broken. Yeah. And they're like, hey, here's a new one. <laughs> but what are they going to do with all their emails they need to send you? I mean, that's true. I haven't got one in a long time. Uh, I think I unsubscribed from the emails, actually. I believe we talked about that. Because it was oh, wow. literally like every five seconds. I was like, yeah. no, I don't care. Stop. <laughs> actually, I, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to go back on their website because I finally stopped seeing their dumb ads. So like I don't I don't want to go back system enough. So my I don't want my YouTube ads to show back up with that guy on there and be like, like no 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 stop. I don't want I don't want that. Just I just want the thing. And then you don't need to show me commercials for a thing I already bought. Okay, stop it. (laughs) Right. But we have a whole episode about that, so we won't talk about that too much more right now. But. So yeah, so, uh, yeah, just not wearing it sitting sitting in front of me, so not cool. being worn because yeah. I mean sitting at home. So but that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I'm definitely gonna have to if in if when ever I'm back in my office, I'm gonna have to stash some tubs of Play-Doh around because this is nice. So there you go. I found my. You can make your own. You could because. Uh, <laughs> That always turns out well, right? Yeah. No. I'm good. And it lasts so long. So it's good for so like five long. seconds and it's like yes. turns into plaster. Like, oh <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> Oops. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm uh I'm okay with not 
It's not. It's there you bad, go. So. All right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, what's new with you guys? Uh, I, I always start. So how about Aaron? This week and last weekend was a bit of, um, we were kind of all over the place. So I'm, I'm on call this week, uh, for all of Osage County. So anything that law enforcement or anything pops up, they, they go to me. Um, and I'm not going to say anything more about the matter cause I don't want to jinx it, but, Fair. uh, so last weekend, uh, we kind of wanted to get out of Bartlesville and we went up to uh, the metropolis of Independence, Kansas, to which we wow, uh, we hiked the it was Elk City Lake, uh, the trail mounds, mounds trail uh, hike thing, which um, was phenomenal. We hiked that and then we went to the uh, little homestead of the little house on the prairie where uh, Laura Ingalwilder was had allegedly stayed at, which historians and people are like, well, we don't know like where, but here's the well that was dug from that time period. So we're going to say it might be around here. So they have a little, little, uh, that's right. Shelby's a, a Laura Ingalls enthusiast, right? Yes. Yeah, she, she's okay. quite the, um, you know, historian of Laura's Ingalwilder. Um, <laughs> And so we, we, we ran over there and then uh, the original plan was to, uh, for, that's for always a good I, start. So we, the original I, I plan, didn't, yeah. I didn't want to drive, but what back. happened to Paul? Sorry. I was thinking about the show. <laughs> Him and his fiddle um, in the barn. No, we, we didn't want to drive back to Bartlesville, um, and then drive back up the next day. So my brain was like, why don't we stay in a coffeeville? So we stayed in a hotel in Coffeeville. Wow. Um, I don't. <laughs> I was getting ready to say that same thing. Why no, would you do that? No. Don't worry about it. So it, it, we stayed at a really nice hotel. I am worried, which, about is, this. which is only one. I was so. going to say, isn't there only one? Coffeeville's like very not large. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we stayed there, and then the original plan was we were going to go back up to Independence and uh, go to the the zoo that's up there because. Coming from years of going to Neowala, oh, yeah. I have never seen like the actual there town. Is of allegedly a zoo. Oh, you didn't just leave and go walking around town with your friends? No. Oh, me neither. We never did that. Who would do that? Who would do that? That's silly. That's irresponsible. Was always there, and I always had to stay around, and so. I, I, I had never like seen the town town. It was always like six hours between the parade and the field show. I was out. It's like, I'm yeah. going to buy some ice cream. Bye. Like, so we, because one year when I was up near Walla, like I actually walked through the zoo. Like it was actually open. And I was like, Oh, it'd be really cool to go back. But it was, you know, it was just kind of hot. And I was like, well, you know, just, you know, it's not a very big zoo. And so we went instead to the Tulsa drillers game. Uh, down in Tulsa, uh, and where I got my knees burnt. Uh, they were the only parts that weren't covered or sunscreened, and so I had nice little red knees uh, from rookie mistake. Forgot yeah. the knees. It was it was really fun, <laughs> um, and so we did we did that, and then uh, that was Sunday, and then this week I've been on call, 
and I will be I'll be off call Monday morning. So kind of laid low. Um, tonight we actually went to the uh, it's a restaurant at the what is that? Who designed that place? The restaurant we went to. Oh, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd White Wright. Uh, so it's very square. Yes, very square. Nice. Um, designed this <laughs> this building in downtown Bartlesville, and there's a restaurant on top of it. Um, and it's a very fancy, it's very bougie um, place. And so we we did that, and then we uh, gallifanted around downtown Bartlesville, um, explored the sites, walked around, just kind of, uh, you know, got out of the house and kind of, like I said, just explored and. It's like, oh wow, Frank Phillips built that. Like, oh wow, Frank Phillips built that too. And oh wow, Frank Phillips built that. Wowzers. So it it was very, you know, Frank Phillips themed, I guess you'd say. Um and then yeah, we we drove drove through downtown, which I, I drive through almost every day kind of to go to work, but I just never have time to really like appreciate the historical significance. But it was just kind of cool to to go and walk around and then um I sent Colin some Snapchats. Uh, videos of us being down there and then we got ice cream and then we hung out for a little bit and i prepared and we're watching baseball right now uh i i got fed up with not being able to watch baseball so i i subscribed to mlb tv and it's a little annoying because i can't watch close games for some reason like the kansas city royals are playing right now and according to the little live chat thing it's like oh this year too far from the subscription. So I'm watching the Yankees in Boston for some reason. Because uh, reasons. But, Probably because they draw more of an audience than the Royals. Now, if you had a VPN on your network, you could trick it. Uh, what? <laughs> what? That's actually... Uh, why do you say that, Colin? Huh? Who said that? Who? said any of that anyway i'm just drinking my coffee hashtag not sponsored by vpn services uh no but seriously if if you want to get the cool if you want to get colin is if if you have so okay here's here's another trick if you're on netflix and you go huh i wonder what the netflix is like in japan colin wants to watch some more british comedies you can flip uh your vpn to say that you're in japan uh, refresh your Netflix and uh, watch to your heart's content. <laughs> Boom! All the anime you could ever want. Take pretty that. Much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Do you just as a hobby, just like pick a random region and be like, "What's happening in Belarus?" Boom, go and like. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on if they have services there to make a real difference, and sometimes it's just true american netflix or american whatever like they just yeah. that's just what they have there because they don't have very you they don't know, have specialized native programming. specialized tv programs so yeah uh it does there are some where it's like well this isn't exciting but mm. then you're like huh okay cool that that so. does kind of make what would be kind of interesting because like i i to be honest love the show rick and morty and Season four Why? is not because reasons, and season four is not out on Hulu yet, but it's already like been shown in like European countries. I'm like, now, nah, now nah, hold on. <laughs> I want to watch it. How can I watch it? And why there is you. I not watching it? There you go. Uh, so wait, I was also confused because for the longest time, I didn't know what VPN was because our state 
system is called VPN. Yep. And so when people are like, dude, you want to get a VPN? I was like, why yeah. do I want something for the state? Like, that's dumb. And no. Like, oh, no. It stands for virtual private network. Network. Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. making sure. You can, and you can roll your own. You can set it up to for a, if you make your... If you set up your own home server, it's nice because then you can always VPN back into your home network to access on-network files. Well, that's, but mo- that's true. But mo- I am but definitely people, not that fancy. That's but that. most people use it for private browsing. So anytime that you are, uh, I have it set up on our devices so that anytime we log into a guest network or one that's not one that's already approved, it automatically yeah. connects to a VPN to spoof where we are. Yeah. It's like another layer of security, especially with mobile stuff. So when yeah. you stay at a janky hotel in Coffeeville, Kansas, and you want to use the internet, but you don't want all of your information to be stolen because it's a, it's a terrible public emails. internet. Yeah, it's a terrible uh, public internet service. Uh, you can, <laughs> or if you just want to go to, if you're at McDonald's, you're like, yo, I'm going to use McDonald's Wi-Fi, but I don't want all my stuff stolen by that guy over there in the corner <laughs> with the laptop. Uh, I'm gonna keep looking at me, <laughs> yeah, with his hood look, up, looking like some dude from uh, one of those movies where the government's definitely chasing him, right? Like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy yeah. that's always in looks there. like a scruffier Jason Bourne. You're like, oh no, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how fast, how how far he could run flat out at an out al- at any altitude, no. but he, he knows how many words from any he could type. Yeah, and it's <laughs> more than me. It's a lot more than me still, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I thought about that before, but like, eh, I just, I don't, it's just not uh, within my needs currently, something like that, right? Like, sure. Plus my home internet's janky, as we've discussed before. <laughs> Although there is a new company in town that's doing like, uh, fiber. What? So we we might check into that. Maybe we will have to see how much it costs. But yeah, we shall see. Because that nice. would be dope. <clears throat> yeah. Have Have you host all these meetings down? Yeah. What's head? up? <laughs> we'll have to get. Yeah. You know. I, I still. I don't know if my computer could handle that, but the speeds would be better. <laughs> the <laughs> negative. Sometimes. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh was that it Aaron did you do anything else exciting that was a lot uh, of stuff you've been adventure boy yeah no, it, you know, it's um elephanting through the rural fields of Kansas <laughs> it, oh and and, and by the way and there are there are waterfalls in Osage County around Tuhuska. I remember speaking of this several times. We did talk about it, yes. Yeah, we talked about um, this. Shelby assured us they existed. So I, I included so the I, link in our show notes. I, I went right. and got uh, my haircut today. And the, um, by the way, looking fly. Thanks for asking. Um, oh, thank you. The, the, the wonderful lady that cut my hair, um, besides talking about the three topics of hair, um, why is where's the Oklahoma Education Fund and where's that money going conspiracy? Um, we talked about um, now, of course, I can't remember the name of what we're talking about, um, but there's something blue, blue something um, that's around Pahuska. And they're like, no, yeah, that's like a 
15 foot waterfall. I was like, uh, what? Excuse you? In, in Pusk, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, we literally went there this weekend. I was like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> the Guffin, you that. say. Now, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Hello. Hello. Didn't you know that Aaron. you shouldn't go chasing waterfalls? You should just um, stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Nah. That's what I've always heard. It's wise words from TLC. I, like, <laughs> I think we made the same joke the last time Aaron talked about the waterfalls around us. It's the only <laughs> joke I have, okay? <laughs> Brandon, come on. Sorry. You get a tight 15 on waterfalls. Come on. You're letting us down here. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the only on. joke for waterfalls there is. But. Might be the only one. That or something about a barrel. I don't really know. Might <laughs> Do a barrel roll. It's the Star Fox joke that got me. Wow. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) Surprisingly, one of the only games I have never played. Brad had it. Our neighbor. Remember our friendly neighbor? Back in the day, he had one. Friendly. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, he had neighbor. <laughs> neighbor, he was our neighbor. Uh, he had it because I would go over there and play his. Uh, he had a Super Nintendo, I believe. So mm-hmm. we would play that. I think Star Fox was on there. I think. I think it was there, or maybe somebody else. I don't remember. I played it somewhere. I never had it. Sega for life. Anyway. <laughs> All my friends on my other neighbor had Sega. My other friend had Sega. I bought a Sega so we could swatch game, swap games, man. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you fa- I'm glad you found this waterfall. This elusive waterfall. I'm trying to, to remember what it's called. So I'm like Googling. Blue. This is why no one could find it. No one can remember its name. <laughs> right. It's mysterious. Forgotten <laughs> name waterfall. The forgotten waterfall. <laughs> Blue stem falls. Boom. Blue stem falls. There we go. May have typed in waterfall around Pahuska question mark. And uh boom. Finding picture. Sending it to you all. There we go. Yeah, all right. Aaron for oh, the win. Nailed it. I'll include another link in our show notes. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. In case you were wondering, this is the we also reference these waterfalls this, this, on our episode this. Cool. That's helpful from back in March. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, this is a to- apparently an actual totally real not made up place, turns out. Uh so it's good to go. Bam. Boom. Snap screenshot sent what it do. There you go. Excellent. I love how the, the, the article about them starts. You've that probably never heard of this amazing waterfall. <laughs> You're right. You are absolutely correct. That's, that happens a lot in Oklahoma, so it's, it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You've probably never heard of it. But. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. That's most of Missouri as well, right? The it's only thing people know about Missouri is that Kansas City and St. Louis exist. Bass Pro is there somewhere, and Branson is a place. That's all we got. Right. No, no, anything else? <laughs> Aaron Tootin. So 
that's that's something else that we'll probably spend some time adventuring to. Going back and forth, being like, "Oh yeah, the waterfall." Got it. <laughs> oh. um, so there, there's a there's a little place like that. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Is there? I mean, is there like other? Is it? Is there like other stuff? to do there can you like go hiking around it or is it just like yep yes there's a waterfall i can't confirm because i just heard about it like four hours ago that's fair but because <laughs> <clears throat> well, it like roaring river you can go down there there's like the stream but you can also go on the hikes and stuff so i didn't know if there right. was like other things there or even like out by the jolly mill there's i think you can go walking around a little bit though over there but <clears throat> not not as much but there's other things. So I don't know if you could, if you just went and like looked at it I or just, if you could like do other things. So I, I think you just can like the, update coming yeah. soon. <laughs> what do you do once you find the waterfall? <laughs> yes. I'm putting it in. <laughs> that's <Need> update. <laughs> that'll, that'll be my, that's what is, that's what it, that'll be the, it doesn't have to be next week, but your, your homework is going to be to fill out the, so you found the waterfall. Now what? Now what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Get, right. Get your travel traveler's guide ready. <laughs> so, I can. So you found this little node, Jim, buried deep in the heart of Osage County. Well, what you might not know is that there's a whole lot more than meets the eye. Follow me. I'm ready. Wow. I'm ready. Someone's been watching too much Travel Channel this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ready for errands. <laughs> Oklahoma travel guide series. <laughs> oh man, am I ever ready for that? I'm so That'd ready be for great. That. Yes, please. <laughs> Mini series coming have soon. You, have you ever Shelby seen and Aaron? Little... <laughs> Shelby and Aaron explore Oklahoma. <laughs> have, have you ever seen that little video of like this kind of nerdy guy dressed up and he's like, "Wow, I'm here talking about trees." Like wow, this is this is a spruce because it is. Wow, that's yeah. neat. That's yeah. how like, wow, that's very 2009. First of all, yeah. thanks for that. Yeah. That's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. throw it back, nerds. <laughs> tell it wow. because it is 2009. Yeah. The before times. That's what we're <laughs> <laughs> the before lots of times. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's true. That's before lots of times. That's what. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I was I was but a wee uh, junior at the time. Yelza. I was a young pup, but now I am the master. (laughs) Sorry, I'm very confused about what TV show we're on right now. (laughs) We're in Star Wars. Keep up, Colin. Yeah, (laughs) are there waterfalls here too? Yes, (laughs) on Dagobah. Waterfalls. Yeah, Naboo and all the place, man. Come on, everywhere. Jeez, someone's, tr- someone's triggered. Jeez. <laughs> Aaron, lay off. Lay off. He can't handle much more. <laughs> Brandon gets triggered about ads. I get triggered about waterfalls. Fight. There you go. That's fair. We all have our own special thing. It's sure. okay. <laughs> Brandon, how was your week? Uh, you know, it was all right. Uh, not. right. I didn't really do anything, but, we, you know. Uh, we also ate a new restaurant. Um, so there's a new restaurant that opened up here in town. I don't know exactly when. I think it's been open for a little while. It's called like Jamie Lynn's Dining to Go or something. Something like that. Jamie Lynn's is definitely in there. Uh, but I only bring it up because it's very, the business model is slightly intriguing, right? So they bought out, they bought this like 
it was like a liquor store slash service station thing. I don't even know what it was. It was just like a really janky building that okay. I, nobody ever went in. <laughs> and they turned it into like this restaurant, but there's no dining at all. It's only carry out because it's, really, it's not very big. It's just a little tiny building. <laughs> so it's like kind of like a food truck almost, but instead of a truck, it's just a little tiny. It's like this little building. So they... They do all their orders online, I think. You can you might be able to call them, I'm not really know. Basically, you just like go on their Facebook page and say like on Monday or Sunday night, I guess, she like posts the menu. Like this is what we're making this week. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. it. And then you just sort of go, "Yep, I want two of those." And then she goes, "Okay." Boom. Yeah. It's it's really kind of it's a very interesting little system they got going on there. We had it. We tried it this week. It's fine. I mean, it's like, it's very like Southern cooking stuff. We had some like chicken and some, the other day we had some meatloaf. I don't like meatloaf at all, but Susan and her mom do. So we had some meatloaf, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was fine, but uh, like it's pretty good. It's not, it's not my favorite style of cooking, but I just thought the concept was very interesting that she would be like, this week it's this go. And then people just say, yep, mm-hmm. I want the whole, you know, for two or for four or whatever. And she just sets it up and you come pick it up before they close at like six 30 or whatever. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, that's really cool. I, I, I like that business model because it's uh she knows exactly how much she needs to prepare and it kind of limits the amount of waste hopefully yeah you know? and and she can say okay well this week is going to be this because i was able to get this at a good you know got a good yeah. deal on this ingredient or whatever or you know <clears throat> and so it's always it's it's that it's always changing mm-hmm. right it's kind of interesting that you can it's always something different and you you know it's just kind of whatever their chef special, right? Whatever they are doing. Yeah. And I guess she used to work at one of the restaurants in town before. <clears throat> so she's got a lot of restaurant experience. Uh, she worked somewhere else. I don't remember where. Yeah. The Susan's mom said the other day. Oh, it was when the Black Kettle was open. There used to be a restaurant downtown called Black Kettle. It was like, oh, yeah, we ate there once. I remember that. Yeah, we might. Yeah, I think we did. <clears throat> so I think she was somehow affiliated with that. She worked there or was owner or something. I don't know. But that's cool. They closed yeah, that a... down and. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was it. I was say they closed that oh. down. I guess she just started this up. So yeah. it was kind of interesting. It was neat. Ryan's kind of cool. Again, I don't really love just like tons of Southern food, but you know. Good. Their potatoes were really good, so there's that. You, that's about it. Yeah, it's unique too, right? That's yeah, that's cool. There's yeah, it's something you, different, right? It's better than it's way different than like, oh, let's get a pizza, or right? Whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a place out in Warrensburg called uh, Cafe Blackadder, and that's what they do. They do something. It, it, they don't do a come by and pick it up. Like you can come to their. Mm-hmm. They have a dining restaurant location where you can go oh, and yeah. eat, but it is very much a like these are the things we found today or, you know, these are what our suppliers from local farmers gave us. Yeah. For, that's pretty cool. Or whatever. So it's, I like that cause it, it really keeps the, it's a hyper focus on the local economy and it makes them, what I like about that is that if, if they try and they build those relationships with 
farmers or with suppliers, like it, it really builds that relationship too. Yeah. Right. They want it. Maybe they want to do something, but they don't have access to it. Well, you know, maybe somebody can start growing that for them or they can source it or whatever. That's true. I I like those kind of relationships. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I don't know how much of that's happening currently. We do have lots of farm stuff around here. So I don't know if that's any of that's happening, but sure. The potential is there. It's It's cool. She's only open during the week. Right. It's like a Monday through Thursday thing. I don't know, I don't know if they're open Friday or not. Sure. Uh, but that's another way they can, she can really focus on all the stuff. Cause I think right now it's just two people doing the whole thing. Wow. So like they're open for lunch and dinner, but again, they close at like last pickup is, is something very early, much earlier than I normally eat dinner. So it's really like, Oh, what? <laughs> it's like oh, no. six or six or something like that. Hmm. So they can probably do stuff for the next day but yeah it's just open lunch dinner flap like here's the menu boom so uh, allegedly she's been very busy which is cool again it's new uh the hyper focusing is really good especially for lunches i imagine a lot of people that work because there's lots of businesses right around here Mm -hmm. that have you know lots of stuff so they lots of people go on lunch break so if you're like Hey, I can come by at 1130 and get lunch and, you know, boom, done. There it is. Don't have to worry about it. You just go in, pick it up, leave. Like, that's probably really good for lunch. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) when you have a limited time, you only have an hour or less in some cases, I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever. So they, they can go and do that. So that's kind of cool. It was neat. I liked it. I just thought the, again, I thought the business model was interesting of, Mm -hmm. yep post how many you want and i'll just reply to you and that means you will have an order that's the that's what like (laughs) that's kind of the check right she looks at it on social media and goes got it and she either like likes it or responds or some way Hmm. and that's how you know you will have food (laughs) yeah yeah and that you know sure that doesn't come across as i mean it's a very simple but easy system and she doesn't need a whole lot right now. You know, yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, I mean, you just got to use what you got. Right. And that's, yeah. I mean, if that's the way you're going to take orders and people just come in and do it and then leave the heck. Yeah. That's pretty, it's a pretty cool idea really. So I, I was just like, well, that's pretty awesome. I like, I just liked how they did that. Thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, that's kind of the only real, well, that's neat. Uh, exciting thing that we did this week. Uh, except for... Uh-oh. <clears throat> today is best day. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, is New Guitar Day. That's right. It's New Guitar Day. Uh, there you go. Picture coming at you soon. There you go. Sending right now. But it was New Guitar Day today. So... Okay. <clears throat> I can't. Uh, I'll, that happened. Lots there of questions. Send, send it. Okay, go question. Uh, how long have you been looking at this one? Uh, quite a while, actually. Okay. I've been having this problem of where, uh, even though I haven't played in a group uh, for many months now, we haven't been able to get together and play, you know, because <clears throat> of reasons. Uh, like when you play in a band with another guitar player. And a bass player and a keyboard player. Like, it's very hard to 
stand out in some way sonically on a sonic level. Right. right? So you kind of have to diversify what your sound is like okay. in some fashion. Right. And the guitar that I've been using, it's just, it has these, like the pickups are on the electric guitar. Obviously the pickups are very like, they're very dark sounding. <clears throat> they're very like full range, but they're very dark and kind of like full sounding. But again, when you're playing with another guitar player in a bass player, all of those sound frequencies like get lost. Sure. Very, very easily. All right. So I was looking for something a little bit brighter, you know, cause they're like, Hey, you should play some lead guitar. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> so that's been happening. So I got this to try to stand out a little bit. I just want something different. Something a little more interesting. So we went with listeners a GNL tribute Doheny model. This is based on a '60s Jazzmaster design. That's what it looks like. Okay. So what was it about this this one this sound that that you liked? Uh, <clears throat> so this model, these are the other one I was using has this humbucker pickups that doubled, like two single coil pickups stuck together to make it kind of cancel hum. That's what they're originally designed for. Um, <clears throat> but they're very dark. So this one has these, those big wide space single coils. Uh, and they are kind of, they're a brighter sound. Right. Sure. Uh, and <clears throat> it's like more attack and they're brighter. Uh, they can be a little thinner, but that's not too bad if you can tweak your amp a little bit, but also the, so the pickup design is different. This is uh this company, uh GNL is actually uh was actually founded by Leo Fender after he left Fender guitars in the 60s. Okay. Right? Yeah. So he he sold Fender in like 65 or something. And then he went on and he started Music Man actually. You've heard of them before. Mm-hmm. And then he quit there and then later he was like no, I still want to make guitar. So he started GNL. So the L in GNL is Leo Fender, right? So he, this is very long. So these pickups are like something new that he designed later. He was like, well, because he was like a tinkerer kind of guy. He was just like, oh, I'm going to tinker with electronic circuits. That was his thing. Right? He didn't actually even play guitar. I don't think he just like was an electrician, like a really, really genius level electrician. <clears throat> so they just kind of have a different sound plus the electronic selection in there. They don't have a traditional tone knob on a guitar there's usually this tone knob that rolls off frequencies in the in the signal so you either basically there's a potentiometer in there that limits the frequency signal that goes through so you can mostly everyone just leaves it wide open so you get the full thing Uh, in a traditional guitar you can roll that down and you kind of cut the high end out and you can kind of get some more mid and low frequencies. Uh, but this one has a bass and a treble circuit. So it like, you can kind of, it kind of has like onboard equalization a little bit on it already. So you can kind of sculpt the sound a little bit better that way. Uh, that was kind of what I was interested in. Plus it looks really cool. So that's a bonus. Yeah. Right? That's the other thing is that a lot of the other guitars I was looking at, it was like, well, it just doesn't, you know, look cool (laughs) or it just looks like yep 12,000 other people have that guitar yeah cool so I mean 
and they don't, you know, some of them don't sound what I was looking for. You know, like your traditional like Stratocaster. That's not that's not exactly the sound that I'm trying to go for. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to start with the guitar and then go from there. Because that's the terrible part about guitar playing. You get this sound stuck in your head, and then you just spend forever trying to get it right. That's the terrible part. Is 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 the is if you hear it if you hear a guitar and I in you know as with most instruments too um is it is it the guitar is it the 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 amp that it's running through is it you know is it there's all these little steps in the chain sometimes that so can it's all of it sound. that's the problem right the, exactly it's the, exactly so if you're like I want to create this sound from this you know that I heard oh my gosh like you really yeah, want to go down a rabbit hole. that's the problem that's the big yeah. problem. So like it, yeah, it's the you know the pedal, the the amplifier. There's some people that are like, yo, it's the electric impedance that's in the cable. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, you need like a fifty foot cable for whatever, that to yeah. you know happen, but to lose that much impedance and signal. But yeah, they there's they kind of go nuts. And uh. <laughs> Public service announcement time. Oh, any more questions about my new exciting guitar day other than hooray? Before you said you had more questions. I was going to give a PSA here. Sure. No, no, it's fine. That's, no, uh, yeah, uh, we hit, hit, hit the big ones. So uh, we, you can do the PSA now. Okay. So this is for any, any other listeners out there that are guitar shopping or know somebody that might be interested in are, and are looking around on the internet for information about guitars. The internet guitar community is very full of snobbish gatekeepers. And I'd like to caution you to be aware of these people, right? Because they, these are people that have been playing guitar for like 45 years and are convinced that only original 1959 Stratocasters sound any good, right? This is kind of what happens. Right, yeah. people kind of get obsessed, and they're like, "No, you have to have like an original Fender amp, or you have to have this one Marshall made this one year because it's the best one." Shh. No, no, stop it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's even young guys out there that are like, "Oh my gosh, this hand built guitar built by this one guy in Nashville that cost me forty six hundred dollars is the best guitar I've ever." Like, yo, what? You're trying to tell people about guitar on the internet and you're playing a guitar that costs six thousand dollars. Shut up. Get out. <laughs> right? They're like, yo, this like some people on there, they're like, oh, like even people that I like, you know, I like to watch, sometimes they go all crazy and they're like, Oh yeah, this is my, you know, two rock amplifier. That sucker, that's the most expensive amplifier you're ever gonna find. And they're like, Oh yeah, I really like it. Like I I would hope so. I would hope that $7,000 buys you something that you really like. Okay. Right. That, but that's not a, that's not a realistic expectation to set for normal people that have yeah. like normal jobs and, and just do it as a hobby. Right. That's yeah. not like, a, oh oh. I know that every community has these people, right? Like any niche thing that you're into has these people. So you can relate to this, right? It doesn't matter what it is. If you're into photography, if you're into, 
this is also in the fountain pen community in case you're curious mm-hmm. i have a small fountain pen collection and yeah. some people online are like yo you have it's only this one certain type of nib or this one ink like like sh- Stop. Yeah. Or they say, they go, they go, I traveled to Japan, hiked up a mountain where there's a monastery that makes one pin every 10 years, and I bought yeah. it. And this is the only one that you need to buy. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people awesome. that, like, you know, rightly or wrongly, they all like poo poo on import manufactured instruments, you know, like, oh, it was made in Indonesia. Well, oh, it wasn't built by one guy in a cabin in Montana. It's so ter- like, come on it's it's fine it's okay like yeah. a lot of these people part of the problem is <clears throat> they have especially with the import guitar thing right like import guitars even as far uh recently as like the early 2000s were hot trash yeah like like barely played right couldn't stay in tune to save their life you know like <laughs> 8000 sure. pounds just really not good instruments but the manufacturing has come so far and there's so many really good factories out there that you can buy guitars for cheap that are really good right and there's a lot of people that do that like professional musicians like tom morello from rage against the machine he plays that telecaster he bought that in a pawn shop for like no money like a long time ago and he's like yep this is my guitar now i'm playing this and that's it. Said the same yeah. one for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> so there's many schools of thought. There's these people that are all like, oh yes, this hand-wired amplifier is the only way to get any good sound. Like, no, 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 that's, no, hold on. That's yeah. not right. <laughs> well, and, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. We can, how, how long have we been recording here? Uh, let's see oh, if we can dive into a main topic. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I, no, well, I really like this idea of gatekeepers because as you said, every community has it. And the example that came to my mind was that of podcasting of the people who go, well, how do I start out? And then immediately people respond with, here's my setup. And, and either two things happen. They either go, here's my setup. And it took me 10 years to learn. So just, yeah, it's like, it's like a a professional studio. (laughs) They they don't have a dining room anymore because they built it into a studio and they invested $10,000 in audio equipment or whatever. Right. And they go, this is how I podcast. And those people online, they post those videos like how to make X thing. And like, yes, you know, so many minutes using tools around their house, but then it's like a picture of their workshop in their garage. It's like literally every tool ever made on a pegboard on the wall. And you're like, what yeah. in the world? And, <laughs> and so I, I, that, I, that mentality of being a gatekeeper at, by, by putting forward what you do as the best option. And I, I don't understand that because I think what's more important is to help people understand what their favorite things are, right? Like, like why, why yeah. is it the immediate, like, well, if you don't spend $5,000 on this, you're just trash and you need to go away. Like, why not say, look, it took me 10 years to get to what I use right now, but you know, you can go down a path and you need to learn what you need, what you want and how you want to sound and figure it in. And here's how you can help decide. And I think it's more important to know 
why you're using the things that you use or why you like the things that you like, as opposed to being spoon fed something from somebody who has way too much, way more money than sense. Yeah. Telling you that this is what you need to do. This is what you need to buy. And if anybody tells you any different, they're, you know, they're ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I cannot wrap my head around the mentality of keeping people out because they're not doing it your way or willing to do what you tell them. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a weird in the guitar community. Again, there's this weird, like, like there's kind of a joke that the people keeping the guitar industry alive are doctors and dentists. (laughs) Right. There are these people that are just like hobbyists and they don't, they don't, play out they don't play with anybody else they you know they might go to a jam night or they might play with their friend or whatever but like they don't like play or record any music and they have like thousands of dollars worth of stuff like tens of thousand dollars worth of gear yeah. they just have it it's like i'm just gonna get it i just need to have it because i saw it online so i need this pedal right yeah. and, I, and there's nothing wrong with pedals they're really cool and they're if you want a, di- a very specific type of sound <clears throat> that's a relatively inexpensive way to get it like if you want to change your setup drastically buy a new pedal boom done way different but like you know see i saw a thing the other day i was watching this q a thing and this one guy was like yo blah blah what do you think about this here's my pedal board and i looked at that and went you use all those like (laughs) it was like 15 pedals on this thing and yeah. if you know, that, that's not, that's too many, <laughs> like, right. like there's right. no way you use all of those at once. Again, this is a, a home. I'm going to play at home, yeah. whatever, man, do whatever makes you happy. That's cool. But like, that's not really yeah. usable. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's it, like a, you're not going to take that to your friend's house because that thing was enormous. Yeah. Like, so I so I watched the thing about that talked about people who started you know the the let's plays for games on YouTube and there there's oh, yeah there's another one oh man that that I watched that he he had a podcast where he talked about it and he's like man I like when I started YouTube he's you know he talked about it's like I worked like two jobs and like it was my like YouTube was my third job because you know I you know I tried to get that off the ground but like he's like when I started I had you know, a cheap Walmart thing. And he's like, you know, it, it's, you know, what you do, but a lot of people, you know, talk about you know, how you do it. But he's like, I mean, if you have good content and you like enjoy what you do is like, you, you can make it. But he's like, I, I literally started with a $12 microphone and like a little like gaming camera. And he's like, that's all I had. I had like my brother's like, you know, PS, you know, three. And I just kind of went from there. And now he's got like a, you know, insane setup but he's like for anyone that wants to start on youtube he's just like for gaming wise like just you know be relatable and like kind of all this stuff but he's like yeah you don't need a a thousand dollar microphone like yeah it's gonna make you sound cool and all the stuff he's like it's just you know people think they need to have that but it's like as long as you have good content and enjoy what you do it's like it's a vastly different field yeah that's a big that's another big one they're like well you don't have this thing or you don't have that thing or it's not as good as this like yeah no maybe not but it will be hold calm down it's okay i just got started <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's like nobody learns to play i mean somebody probably does but nobody learns to play guitar or like a 59 less ball right for those of you who don't know that's like the 
holy grail gold standard that's been manufactured in people's minds of the 1959 Gibson Les Paul is the one. It's literally the best guitar that's ever been made in the history of the world. Right. (laughs) And part of that reason comes, in my opinion, this is opinion land. That reason comes from like that, those years of Les Paul guitars, people like back in the day, those used to be cheap. And they're like, well, this person played one. Yeah, because they bought it in a pawn shop for 200 bucks. Right. That was it. Because that's the only one that was there. Uh, and they played it. It doesn't really have to do any, like, for an example, like, it doesn't matter that Jimmy Page played a Les Paul. It's the fact that he was Jimmy freaking Page, man. All right. The guy is. Yeah, they can <laughs> skip over the fact of who is playing it. Yeah. Like, well, this guy is a, a fantastically amazing musician. It is really guy could play a shovel and it would be like, Oh, that's the most beautiful music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Look at that shovel. Right. right? Like no. it doesn't yeah. matter. It could be anything. People, it is that tendency. And I mean, I get caught up in this too. I listen to somebody. I mean, everybody to, does. I to, everybody has their own yeah. things or right? whatever. And you go, Oh, what are they using? What are they writing with? Yeah. What are they, you know, how are they doing that? And you focus so much on the tools that you completely forget about the content or again, whether it's actually the right thing for you. I mean, I have gone through so many productivity apps on my phone because somebody, so-and-so recommended it or it was this person that uses it. And I'm like, Oh sweet. Well, if this person uses it, I, you know, I'll try it. And I'm like, this is crap. Like this, this does not do what I want to do. Instead of taking that time to think about what do I want it to do? How do I want this to work? What will work in my workflow? What do I need from this? I yeah. my tendency is to go. Well, this person said that that's what they use, so that must be the best one. And it's like, yeah, like that is so hard to break because it's hard. You know, and I think we're all guilty of that, right? Yeah. We all do that, no matter what the thing is or yeah. that and what think, subject area it's in. We all get caught up in that, like, oh, that thing's cool. And, I need to, you know, that will help me do this. And unfortunately, that lends more power to the gatekeepers. Right? Yeah. Like, see, I told you. (laughs) Or you, you, you talk about, or you, you have more and more exclusive things. More and more people look to you. Right? It's just kind of this weird feedback loop of of you you can't. It's hard to break out of that cycle of okay. Well, just go do your own thing. Right? Just stop. Yeah. There's there's an interview of it with uh, it's Joe Bonamassa. He's a very famous like blues guitar player right and he's like he this this interview he's like he's like trashing he's like i don't know why people need you know this or this amplifier or this pedal you don't need pedals you just turn your amp up really loud (laughs) (laughs) says the man playing like a vintage like 1959 fender baseman sure and like uh a 1960 les paul custom right like like, right. no, you just, you don't need any of that stuff to sound like this. You just turn, this is like a, you know, 50 watt amp. Nobody turns that amp up that loud anymore. Nobody. That doesn't happen. Cause that will like explode your head. You know, you do that. So like, <laughs> he's like, no, you just do this. It's right. fine. You just have to have this original 59 basement and it's totally fine. I don't understand why you need all that stuff. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, you sound like an idiot when you say that, right? Literally, nobody can afford that. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> and yeah. there's like four left. Not not four, but you know, there's there's like not many out there. So the prices oh, yeah. go, keep going up forever. That's the other argument too with guitars. Side note is they're like, oh, all guitars and that were made in X year are good. Like, well, not really. Because that was so long ago that all the bad ones are gone now. And like... <laughs> 
The eight yeah. that are left might be good, but that's because those were the eight that were good. And the rest of them were bad. And <laughs> people didn't take the time to fix them or make them nice. They like you didn't you didn't think about that, did you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the other weird world that this dives into is a violins. <laughs> oh, it, it, there's literally every world, right? I mean, tools, any instrument world. Yeah, specifically yeah, violins. Oh my goodness. Well, like, what's the best violin? Oh, this a Molitor Stradivari from 1697. That's that's the best one. Best violin. Like, yeah. What? What is it? The- Are you? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> You're playing on something from 1697. <laughs> okay yeah yeah those are always crazy because they like x-ray them and like try to figure out what made them so good and all that stuff like right and they were like well, actually- all these crazy theories like well actually this is old growth wood and the 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 rings in it are are my so favorite. close together and that makes the resonant frequencies different you're like my oh, favorite one was okay there, was like, actually it's because it's moldy and it's the fungus that gives it the sound <laughs> seriously uh, <laughs> so just leave your real expensive violin in the garage for a few months and it'll sound better don't do that don't actually do that people with violins don't do that do not recommend because these things are approaching literally 500 years old yeah you know in some cases uh it's just because they've got like fungus in them <laughs> and that's why they sound so pretty <laughs> and so that's what we're hilarious. hearing today is not how it sounded no you know bleep sherlock than it was when it was brand new it's just because it's aged it's like okay cool. that's the other well, thing too about guitars like the wiring and stuff that gets old and worse right <laughs> so what that guitar sounds like now that you think sounds like super cool right. that's not what it used to sound like yeah. like when it was built it didn't sound like that Right. There's all kinds of other weird guitar things. People like argue about what kind of wood a guitar is made out of, or does it even matter? Uh, and they're all there talk about like the amplifiers, like, oh my, and they all like, you know, you have to buy these really expensive tube amps because solid state transistor amplifiers are just no good. Again, in the 80s, that was, that was true. Right. Yeah. Now, is that true? Uh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess I guess the next tip is uh, advice for overcoming gatekeepers or sidestepping them or doing your own thing. What would you guys say to people struggling with that or how, what can how be, you have done that? It can be really hard. Like, <clears throat> we'll just stick with this guitar situation. Sorry, all the listeners that don't play any musical instrument and are really bored by this. But this is the only point of reference that I have currently or the best one because it's been on my mind lately. Like, <clears throat> normally one of the the best things to do is like, try it for yourself, right? Go try something, you know, uh, not just because the world is currently ending, but like sometimes that's, it's not possible to do that. Like it's not feasible, right? Like if I, I can't just go, like I live very far away from any music stores. You know what I mean? So like, I can't just go try it out, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you want to go try this thing, like maybe you can't find it or you can't find something like it, or you're curious about something and you just have no access to it. So you kind of have to rely on the internet a little bit to try to figure out if that's a thing that you would want. But you just, you have to remember that like the stuff they're using online, it's not stuff that you have, right? Or it's not similar to what you have. You have to try to, to, in your mind, like think about all the variables that are different between your situation 
and the situation of the person on the internet talking about this thing or showing you this thing, right? <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily have to be a guitar. It could be a pen, right? Like, oh, does this person, you know, what is their background? What do, what do they know about this? Or, you know, what are they using this for? Do they have, you know, are they using this in a situation similar to what I would like to use this for? You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's hard. And again, with guitars, it's really hard because you hear it on like line. It's like, oh, that sounds really cool. But maybe when you get it, it sounds like trash because they were playing that guitar through like a, you know, $5,000 amplifier and you just have a, another one. It's, it's not necessarily worse. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you have a different brand of amp or whatever, it's going to sound different than they sound different from each other. That's why people buy them. <clears throat> like one sounds different from another one. They have their own special character. So like if they're playing through this one, but you have this other one, it's going to sound different. You just kind of have to take into account these variables and be like, break it down. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? Why is it different? And thinking about what you're actually trying to achieve. Like with my guitar, I had a very specific set of criteria. <clears throat> like I need a sound that will cut through a very mid and bass heavy band mix. Yeah. Right, a, a very narrow criteria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I need this because the other guy he plays this old guitar and it's just really thumpy and very driving and very like bass heavy, and then a bass player and a keyboard. So all these mid range freq- mid range and low frequencies are covered. <laughs> you can't put anything up. There's no sonic space for anything else in there. So I need something that will cut above that. And help go through. And that combined with this amp I have. I have one of these, I have this Vox amp. And they're known for being very top-end, chimey, and cutty, right? Uh, they have some other characters, but they're also known for being very... It's like the amp that early Beatles albums recorded on. Think about that sound. Jang, that kind jang, of like jang. really bright, jangly, <clears throat> kind yeah. of like gritty sound on the little bit later ones. That's what this thing is, is kind of like that. So... Plus, I got a really good deal on it. Let's not lie. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that's it, too. That's another. That's the other big point for me, uh, really, when I think about it. Because, again, I'm a teacher. And I don't have any money. So you got to think about cost benefit, too. Like, how much is it actually worth to me to do this? You know, when you have people being like, oh, this thing is great and it costs this much money. I'm like, nope, it's not that great. Sorry. Can't. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Not interested in that. Bye. Right. Sweet. Not for me anymore. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. I need to think a little bit different. So sure. that's the kind of a hard thing. You got to think about your situation and what you need. And then how does it line up with the other stuff? Damn. That's my thoughts. I don't know. What about you guys? What do you think about that? Yeah, Airman? Uh, I was so in, in, entwined with what Brandon was saying. What was the question again? <laughs> what? How do you combat gatekeepers in your niche hobbies yeah. well, that yeah, you so like? I, how do you get around was, that? How do you go? How do you was, kind of dissect the 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 bull hooey? Well, so what what kind of Brandon was talking about was like, yeah, I just kind of got I was like, oh, that's that's really good, and then I kind of forgot the overtone. Um, so, sure, sure. Stop so sucking for, up. Just so for kind the of the stuff that um, what I was talking about, like with um, I mean, it, it's kind of hard for like things with like history. Because everyone, like especially on YouTube, that claim to be an expert on something, they're like, no, 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 this is how this was, or no, 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 this is how this was. Um, you know, for something like that, you know, it's basically 
you know, do as much research on your own. But something's like, you know, with with video games or like YouTube stuff. Um, I always thought doing like gaming on YouTube would be interesting. However, whenever I play video games, I am not interesting like at all. But for someone who wanted to start that and because I know when the big Fortnite boom occurred, there was a lot of people or a lot of kids at a really young age that were like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber and I want to do Fortnite. And, you know, Ninja has all this stuff. And I, I want and, and so it's it kind of like no platform. Whoops. <clears throat> yeah, it's it, so it, 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 it goes back to like, like if you enjoy like don't get into something just because someone else is doing it or just the fact that you know that one thing that the one person is playing uh, it's like oh i i could totally do that too it you know for me you know i i play games number one as a stress reliever number two i'm a child at heart number three just because it's fun and i enjoy it and so having something that you truly enjoy and just you know kind of something that blocks you out do your you know own thing and then, you know, if it's something that you want to take the next level in a quote unquote professional sense, like just, you know, do what you can afford and then just kind of build it from there. And you know, that's that's how a lot of YouTubers start. And like I said, that one guy was like, I had a twelve dollar microphone and that's all I had. And then he just kind of build up from there. But there's some people that are like I've watched that are like, yeah, I still have the same equipment I've had five years ago just because like I don't if I make money from this. Awesome. If I don't, meh, whatever. Like I'm just doing it, you know, just because I I'm a not a caricature, but like you know I you know people think I'm funny, so I just gotta put that online and just have at it. So you know, and that's how people start on YouTube is you know I you know if I make money, awesome, but I just kind of want to share my joy in what I do and what I'm doing, you know, with you know what at the time was like what five followers. And then just kind of build from there. So, I mean, if you want to get on, like, I know getting on Twitch is super easy. And a lot of people just go to that. But just do with what you have. Do with what the time frame. But if it's if it's something that you want to do, um, you know, you're going to have to invest a lot of time. And you are going to invest a lot of money. But having those people that's in your way, it's like, oh, you need to do this. Or, oh, I have a $1,200 gaming system. It's like, no, just, like, use your laptop. See if that works, and then just build from there. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, both of you guys touched on the fact of understanding why you're doing it, and you know, the world of I, I just have two examples of podcasting is huge. Like I mentioned earlier, that question of what mic should I get uh, that is fraught with many, many <laughs> d- decisions, and the number of people who immediately respond with a oh, that's true with a fifteen hundred dollar microphone and they go yes. Neumann, right that's what you got right. yeah. exactly right that's exactly someone who goes i'm 15 i'm starting out what's the best microphone and they go boom here's this 1500 dollars microphone and you're like Ooh. with that sure uh, sm37 that bail yeah, thing that yeah sure uses. yeah right yeah exactly. 500 dollars sucker you need yeah. that one where you go <laughs> you go okay actually you're, you're you're asking and and part of this and both of you actually both of you touched on this too is is educating yourself on on a lot, right? Just trying to consume as much information as possible for me is always the first step. What are what what do I actually need to care about? And and you know, for for podcasting, it's really what microphone is going to be best for my voice. Uh, and then under that, which one's going to fit in my budget? 
and which one's going to fit in my my room, right? So those are the the three things that I took away from whenever I started looking into that, right? Of going, <laughs> uh, what's my hierarchy? But I only got to that point after doing a lot of reading and taking people's comments and recommendations and kind of putting them off to the side and going, okay, I need to figure out what are the qualities that I actually need to be concerned about instead of, instead of asking about specific tools. Um, That's true too. Right. And uh, it's yeah, just so ahead. you know, the best questions to ask because that way you can kind of cut through some of that BS whenever you have the good questions. Um, and then for the, the next example uh, that is slightly different is uh, we are looking into the world of of um, electric toothbrushes, and <laughs> this is this is quite an adventure for us uh, <laughs> because um, my my priorities are none of the priorities that are of any of the reviews or any people saying which one is or which one isn't the best. Right? Uh, I I'm going to potentially have four of these in a somewhat small bathroom. Uh, so my actually biggest concern turns out is noise right yeah like, i don't want it to be a cacophony of terror and where you store morning. all of them to charge them how does that right. look do you have exactly. counter space available still that's yes so all of a sudden i'm going okay well i actually care about in in this order um noise level and storage capacity <laughs> and you know what nobody talks about that in a review they may mention noise sometimes, but it's in a, ah, but nobody really cares about this. And it's really not th- that different. And I'm going, no, 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 no. Tell me, tell me literally everything. <laughs> about, yeah. No, I about this. And so to me, the gatekeepers there are the reviews saying, you know, they're talking about durability. They're talking about battery life. They're talking about all, you know, whether it has a travel <laughs> case and, and, and again, I did a ton of research to just learn all I could about the spectrum of electric toothbrushes to decide, actually, for me and my family, it's going to be volume and uh, uh, counter space are the two things that I'm most concerned about here. So that, to me, again, helps cut through the gatekeepers who are sitting there going, no, unless you spend $300 on an Oral-B IQ or whatever... Uh, you're not you're not getting the best brush possible. That's and going, true. Going okay, well, you know that that's neat. Um, I, how quiet is it? <laughs> and they look that's at you. True. And go, they go, huh? <laughs> what? And you go, okay. okay like, no, I, no, this I is important. It does. Yeah. If I can, if I can meet my needs of quiet by spending fifty dollars, I'm actually going to go that route. Turns out, right? That's what I'm. That's what my top priority is. So I'm going to seek out what I can uh, for that. It's a good one. I think another another interesting thing that you should need that I think people need to think about uh, for everything except toothbrushes is uh, <clears throat> think about looking for like not brand new things, sure. right? Look for used stuff again, not for toothbrushes. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, for like guitars or for microphones. I bought my microphone used because I didn't know if I would like it. Uh, I bought it oh, yeah. used. I got a way good deal on it because uh, it was way cheap. So like, like yeah, it might be fine new, but I didn't know the answer to that. So I bought used one. Uh, guitars are another thing. It's good to buy used one. Like your first one, if you're interested in like trying it out or even if you're changing body styles or you want a different kind, <clears throat> look at the used ones because like maybe you would like to try a Telecaster, for example, but you don't know if you, you know, that's the kind of thing 
you actually want, you know, because everything sounds cool in the store, but like living with it is another situation, right? Like, how is it to deal with all the time uh, with your stuff or your other gear or your sound, right? So, like, get a used one and play it for a while. And if you like it, then think about, okay, what's the next step from this, right? Because that would be my thing with an electric toothbrush. I don't even know if I would like having an electric toothbrush. Right. So my personal first step would be buy a lower tier electric toothbrush and yeah. see if I even can deal with electrified toothbrushing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. <laughs> that would be my first step. Like, is this even something I want to pursue? Is that even something I'm interested in? Right. Do I even like that? I don't know. Right. So I would buy like a cheaper one and see how it goes for, you know, six months to a year. And then think about going up to the next, okay, okay, I'm going to stick with this. I like it. Now what? Now what do I go? Right. Especially right? if you're brand new to something, because if you don't have any experience with anything, you may, so again, <clears throat> the microphone, someone may recommend you a $1,000 one and you get it. Well, actually, with your with your preamp, it doesn't work out, or you actually don't like the way your voice sounds on it, or you don't like yeah. the shape, or it's not travel ready, or it's not you know it's too heavy for your boom arm, or this, or <laughs> that. You're like, and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Like I could have worked up to this and actually found out that a hundred dollar whatever would have yeah. been a lot better. I need for something me. different. Yeah, I need something. Right? And, and, the, and knowing that that's okay, and I think I think at the end of the day, when you take everything that we've been talking about, it's it's you have to fundamentally be okay with your decisions. And I think the best way to do that is to do the work, right? To, to, to put in some research experiment. And some of that research, unfortunately does involve spending a little bit money and doing it, being hands-on about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like most instances, do I need to try this thing first? Right. Cause like the guitar I bought today, like this is the, you know, it's not like the big high dollar one. They make a, Handmade custom shop made in California version. I don't. I don't need that one. Right. You know what I mean. That doesn't suit my needs. I don't need that. I don't. That's not what I'm buying. Right. It's not what I'm buying it for. Right. <laughs> I, I don't need to buy that one. I need this one suits my needs much better. So I got this one instead. But there's other tiers. There's usually tiers of things, right? That you can. Do even in, in anything else in the fountain pen world, right? Things come in tiers. You can buy pens anywhere. I'm not joking. Anywhere in the price range of like five dollars to ten thousand dollars. Okay. Like <laughs> you'd you'd like to think that I'm joking. No, I'm not. <clears throat> For a pen, you can buy a hand lacquered Arushi fountain pen from Japan for ten thousand dollars. Is the other thing you have to think about is your own personal cause benefit. Like, is that really that much better? Like, how much better is that than like these other ones? Like, is it probably a little better? Yeah. Is it ten thousand dollars worth of better? <laughs> no. no, no, no. I don't think so. You're you're paying a lot for that, like the hand designed labor, right? Right. But like, you know, disregarding that big outlier, like there's even you know. You know, again, with guitars, if you pay $500 for a guitar and you pay $1,000 for another guitar, the actual difference in those two instruments is not just super enormous. 
right. a lot of times, right? right? So if you're a newer guy or girl that's kind of getting into it and wants to know, like, you know, that that $1,000 one is not, you know, twice as good as the $500 one. Nope. It's only a little bit more good. Yeah. So go with the less one, <laughs> right? See <laughs> if you even like it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you like it. And then, then what you do is you buy one guitar. This is the best part about guitars, right? You buy one, you have it for a while, you figure out all the stuff you don't like about it. The next one you buy doesn't have that stuff on it. Right. Right. That's the way. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, again, you're, you're learning. That's the, and, yeah. And you're putting, you've learned all the things that you don't like. And so the next one you have doesn't have that on it. Like that's what. And you don't know what you don't know. And, and knowing, and part of that is knowing that people are going to tell you that you made the wrong decision. And those are the, the gatekeepers that are trying to keep people out or keep people in yeah. a little corner. Keep them or somewhere. trying to sell you something to be real. That's the third them. category. Let's be real, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can overcoming that being comfortable with your decision through, through that work. Like it does take some work. It does take some research. It does take some hands on. does take some experimenting. But when the gatekeepers come out and try and naysay you and your decisions, you can go, look, I, this is what I've done and I, I'm okay with this. This is what I need. And they, you know, they're still going to flap their feathers and get all ruffled and, and walk away huffy and puffy about it. But so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, like, man, works, I tell you what, right now, guitarists are the worst about this, <laughs> right? Anybody out there listening, if you play guitar, I'm not targeting you. I promise. Cause I'm right there with you. I know. I've said some things before and then later gone, why did I say that? That was so, <laughs> right? Especially internet guitarists, they're the worst. They're just so, some of the things they say, you're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's, yeah, there can be such a high level of just like, oh, oh you have to, you know, it has to be like this because that's what I like, right? It doesn't actually mean it's good. Which means it's what you like and what suits your needs, but that doesn't suit my needs, right? Because we might be using even a guitar for two completely different things or styles of music or whatever. And whatever you say is good for you, that doesn't mean it's going to be helpful for me, right? I'm not going to play speed metal. So I don't really need to hear you playing speed metal riffs on this guitar demo because that does not help me at all. So right. Stop it. <laughs> This does not influence my decision making one yeah. bit. Yeah, that doesn't help me because I'm not going to watch your video because I can't. You know, that's not the, that's not what I'm going to be using it for. So next, right? Yep. It doesn't help me. <laughs> uh. Oh well, I think we've helped a lot of people today. There we so go. Good. And Hopefully good. at least one. So there we go. <laughs> there you go. Makes it all good. Oh man. Well, uh, good. Good stuff, guys. I like it. Uh, anything else before we go? Uh, I don't know. Oh, <clears throat> I would like to mention something. <clears throat> okay. I was thinking about this. Uh, I think... Uh, just briefly... We like to recognize uh, the passing of a local legendary individual from Southwest Missouri, specifically Springfield. 
do you guys see that thing I sent you the other day? Like a week ago, Mr. Yeah. David Leong has passed away at age 99. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wing Yin Leong, also known as David, uh, <clears throat> passed away to about, I don't know, a week and a half ago or so. Uh, the reason this is important for other, for our listeners who are not from Springfield, Missouri and are going, what are you talking about? Uh, <clears throat> this man is responsible for the invention of Springfield style cashew chicken. And I don't really know of very many other dishes that you eat on a regular basis that you can go, that person invented this. Right. I can't really put my finger on that. Uh, at all. Really? So I think this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I, Not just I, because I, I happen to have a just unhealthy love for Springfield <laughs> Styles cashew chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just really cool that this this food dish like has a name. The the story is super interesting, right? He's he's like a really he was a really cool person. I never met him personally, uh, but no. I've never heard of anybody being like saying anything negative about him at all, right? So a little backstory, just briefly. Uh, his family immigrated to the U.S. in the 1940s to Springfield for reasons that I don't really know. The interview didn't say with his son, but. Mm -hmm. They were the only Asian family in Springfield at that time. The only one. Uh, he was a World War II vet. I did not know that. This is new information for me. World War II vet landed at Normandy Beach on D-Day. Okay. Uh, he was a cook in the army because basically they said, we need someone who can cook. And he raised his hand and they said, all right, you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the interview with his son, the son said, he cooked so good that the officers ate it and were like, no, no, you're going to be our cook now. So they stole him <laughs> from the men <laughs> because he was so good at his job. They would like joke that this was the best food they ever had ever. Sorry, mom, but this guy's food is better. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he came back to Springfield, started a restaurant, wanted to kind of like, since there were no other, Asian population in the area to eat a Asian restaurant. He sort of like invented a new food that people would like. Mm -hmm. And he invented Springfield cashew chicken. Boom. With the gravy and the cashews and the onions and the rice. Boom. That was it. He was basically like, people like fried chicken. How about this? Wham. <laughs> and the coolest part of this story is that other restaurants, it became like so popular that other restaurants would start to make it and people would come to his restaurant and say, Oh, I ate it over there, but it was, it was terrible. So he would like, he would go over there and show them how to do it. Right. Yeah. So that, <laughs> so that, <laughs> so, so that his invention could be enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah could be enjoyed by everybody. It didn't get a bad name. So as long as you know where it came from, that's cool with me. I'm good. So yeah. whatever. And he would just go there. So he was like a super great guy. Apparently. Uh, sadly, he passed away at age ninety nine. Yeah, wow, that's insane. So, yeah, and yeah, uh, and he he was well known for. I mean, uh, going every day to his restaurant and yeah, Leong's Asian Diner, right in Springfield. Yep. 
in Springfield and spending the time there. I mean, I I can say uh, it was summer last year. Uh, I ate Springfield style cashew chicken with uh, Mr. Long at the bar. Uh, Did you really? And I, and I said, "Oh, hey, there I we waved. go." I said, "Hi!" And <laughs> wow, he waved, but you know, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he was busy doing other things, eating cashew chicken, as it turned Ooh, out. Hey, um, that's important and, business, ladies was, and gentlemen. It was. You mentioned you mentioned how often do you get to have something of that's honestly played a pretty big role, and I enjoy eating it very, very much. You know, throughout my entire life so far, and it's like it's literally my favorite. It's it's up there. (laughs) Love to be able to say this person from where I grew up with this amazing backstory, uh, you know, who was a big prominent figure. Yeah, it 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 is. Uh, it is very. Uh, it's very close to home. It's also very. Uh, I don't know. Makes you proud a little bit to go. Yeah, like this is you know, and and because he was such a great guy, right? That too, like that just yeah. That's what that's the part that was called. Like everybody, he guys used to travel all over the world. You know, it's kind of his hobby. He would go traveling, and people that he would meet, he would just be like, "Yeah, anytime you come to Springfield, you come to my restaurant, and I'll give you some food, and we'll say hi, we'll catch up." And his son said, every once in a while, someone would just show up and be like, "Yeah, I met your dad in Germany." <laughs> or I met your dad in France, or I met your dad in Singapore, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would come by and see him again, and talk to him, <laughs> hang out, and eat. It was like, what? That's so awesome! Like, that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's quite the life, right? That's quite that's the, really cool. Talk about, talk about impact. Yeah, wow. yeah. But again, I can't think of, like, I can't put. Again, maybe this is just my ignorance in some levels, but there's not many dishes that I can put names to. Right. Right, that I can go. That is the person. A lot of these things just come to us from you know somewhere, right? We have them, but we don't have like a name. And I think the fact that we have a name to go with this dish that is served all over the state of Missouri, served (laughs) all over the country, right? Yeah. Uh, and other parts of the world. Like his son said that they were in China one time, and they walked by a store and they had a sign that said Springfield style cashew chicken served here. What <laughs> in the interview, wow. right? And the interview was great because he was like, Hey, dad, you want to go in there and eat? And his dad goes, uh, Mr. Leon goes, No, I know what it tastes like. It's fine. <laughs> so that's good. That's great. I mean, that makes oh sense. You made it, you invented yeah. it. Uh, so it's really cool. I just, I just want to mention that because <clears throat> I thought it would be a good thing to talk about here. Yeah. Just uh, to bring some, some light on this guy who is really cool. And affected so many people, even if like indirectly, right? It's really cool sure. guy. And just really neat. And again, one of my favorite foods ever. <laughs> so <laughs> No, it is it is a very neat story and it is it is sad uh to see to see to hear about his passing. Um but knowing again that the impact was so huge uh across yeah. on a lot of people. So Yep, I'll include oh. some links to to that, uh some interviews in the show notes about him and uh if anybody is here or going to springfield definitely check out his restaurant definitely good stuff because i i've eaten there before but it's been a long time but i mm-hmm. he was not there i don't think so yeah i yeah, no, i actually i actually <laughs> kind of like a hard like <laughs> fan moment for a little bit there oh my gosh guys he's here <laughs> i was there with my coworkers. <laughs> And they were just like, you know, they just walked in. And I was like, oh, guys, 
who's at the bar? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and they're like, What are you talking about? Like, David, that's the guy. That's World famous. Totally. David Leung. Here we go. Wow. Even if you didn't know, listeners, if you some listeners out there may have eaten that before, now you know. Now you know the story of where it came from. You're welcome. Go eat some more because it's the yeah. best. <laughs> it's my favorite. Oh. Okay. Well, I know what I'm doing next time. I doubt, doubt it, Dad's. Oh my God. Okay. Cool. That is a thanks for rounding us out there with that. Welcome. That's good. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're making fun of me. Colin's going to have a long episode. Hour and 36 minutes. On your calendar thing that you tried to be all official with, you sent me the link. It was scheduled for like two and a half hours. I was like, uh. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I got scared. Um, and then I wanted to joke with you. I figured you just pushed a random button, so it's fine. I did need to push a random button. <laughs> sorry. sorry. It's fine. Anyway, cool. Well, uh, you guys, uh, oh. Close out. I'll edit it. Let's close okay. it. Out. I want to stay on the for just a minute. So, all right. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>